Hello everyone and welcome to this very special bonus episode of The Brink that perhaps you weren't expecting to hear as you already got a new episode of the show this week, but we're going to bring you something special, something different and something unique for our 14th episode. We are bringing you a best of 2016. Doesn't really sound that special and unique, but we're going to try and make it that way anyway. What we used to do back when we were on air on Edge Radio in Hobart is at the end of every year we'd put out a CD. We'd put out, these are the best moments from the year, enjoy it, you love it. Basically, I would give it to my family members and it would be the greatest present ever. We thought, well, we're going to give you a present. It's not Christmas, that was a few months ago, and it's not anything else really, but we just thought we would be nice because that's what we do at the brink. So this episode is simply the best collective bits from the first seven episodes of our rebooted podcast. We produced seven episodes towards the end of 2016, and these are essentially the best bits from those first seven episodes. You will also hear at the end of this episode what we like to call 2016 in the mix. We would always produce a little piece of music where we would put the best bits of the year to music for you to enjoy. So that will be is what you will hear closing out this episode. So sit back, enjoy the 14th episode of the Brink Rebooted Podcast with the best of 2016. Oh yes, hello everybody and welcome to the Brink. Well, I should say welcome back to the Brink because it uh, has been quite some time since I've been able to utter those words in what you are now listening to as the very first podcast-only episode of the former number four breakfast radio show in all of Hobart. My name is Ben Waterworth. If you are not familiar with my voice, probably a good thing because you either uh, just have been living a normal life and don't like Survivor, James Bond, Formula One, the Olympics, Eurovision, or live in Hobart and listen to a station that nobody else listens to. But uh, it is so exciting to be able to bring back the brand of a radio show that uh, lasted for a good uh, 10, 11 years in the radio sphere of Hobart, bringing you a podcast only and very excited to be back on the airways for the first time since January 2015. And a lot of things have happened since, but a lot of things have happened for the good as well. And it is going to be a pleasure to be able to bring you so much content with the show now moving forward. We can certainly get away with a little bit more than we could back when we were actually on radio. And uh, we can say words such as shit and fuck, which we could never say on air before. And if you weren't expecting us to swear already, then perhaps uh, you don't really know anything about uh, any episodes that I have formally produced. But if you are, for some reason, tuning in for the very first time to The Brink, you have no idea what we talk about, and you've looked at this logo and thought, well, that's a quite a fancy-looking logo, Hobart's Voice for Inclusion. Well, why would I listen to a radio show or a podcast based in a little city in Australia that nobody really gives two shits about? Well, uh, you're going to be pleasantly surprised, because we don't generally always talk about Hobart. We talk about a lot of things. You're going to hear a lot of things already in this very first episode, podcast episode, I should say, and uh, we cover everything from sport to news to attempting to be funny and everything else in between. And on this very first episode, you're going to get a taste of everything. We're going to bring you a wide variety of things. We're going to go back in time. We're going to bring you a average of one flashback per episode to let you know what we did used to be like when we were on the airwaves in Hobart. But we're also going to bring you new segments. We're going to bring you guests. We've got a special guest already lined up who you're about to hear from very, very shortly. 
and everything else in between. It's fun, it's exciting, and as we like to say here on The Brink, it's brinkalicious. Now, that is a word that you will hear a lot whenever you listen to this podcast. Again, if you're coming to this, you have no idea what you're in for, learn the word brinkalicious because you will want to use that in your everyday life. If perhaps you're listening from another country that isn't Australia and you're thinking, wow, his accent is amazing, I really want to go out with him, then think about the word brinkalicious because that is what you would use in any day life. You use that in more than conversation once, you will easily get laid. Very simple. It works. Well, maybe not for me, but for other people, it does. But uh, so exciting. And as already you know, this show is going to be completely crazy and completely weird. If you're tuning in and you used to listen to The Brink, then hi, mum, how are you? Uh, and to other people who did used to listen, uh, it's good to have you back. It is uh, a great honour to be able to bring you this very first episode, uh, well, the return, I should say, of The Brink. It's uh, been some time, as you've already heard throughout this episode, but it wouldn't be an episode of The Brink if we didn't somehow bring back somebody who was involved with the show that wasn't just me. And one man that was involved in the show from the very foundation, the very day that we were born, way back in 2004, was uh, the man who, at that time, didn't know the song that was playing looked to me and said Ben what is the song that was playing to which I'm on the other side of the desk unable to see the computer gone no idea Josh and to which he's panicked and gone let's go back to the music after weeks and weeks of training hours of meticulous planning that day getting ourselves into the zone and within 30 seconds our radio careers could have been over and for some reason about 12 years later here he is on this episode of the return of the uh, greatest radio show that nobody ever listened to, uh, Josh Shearidge, <laughs> welcome to the brink again. I uh, tell you what, that's one uh, one story that I don't think I'll ever live down. <laughs> and to reiterate, I'm not the only one that's had that particular <laughs> incident. I think that happened to you as well a few weeks later. Never, no. But um, yeah, but no, yeah, that, that 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 did happen, and it probably would happen again if I didn't know. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the computer system they used back in 2004 was antiquated for that point. Well, let's be honest, Josh. I was in that studio only a few weeks ago. I don't think they've really updated much since 2004. <laughs> um, we can sort of say that now. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're not affiliated with them anymore and we can back them out as much as we want because this is, and this is going to probably reach a bigger audience in 10. So, ooh, ooh, no, we are we're, we're very grateful for uh, Edge Radio for our long-standing careers on that station, but uh, yes, it's exciting to have you here on this uh, debut. I don't know what we're calling this, whether this is the first episode or something. I mean, it's just kind of like, you know... It's the reboot. It... It's, it's what happens when um, Sam Mendes takes over. Well, the <laughs> exactly, yes, exactly. We're just going to be in the Day of the Dead Festival and, um, you know, Blofeld's going to return uh, yes. soon. Yes. Well, who's our Blofeld? Is it... Um, well... Um, Sergeant Porcupine? Or well, yes, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of James Bond, download 007 via the... Uh, sorry, I just had to put in the shameless plug. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what we're going to call it, but uh, it's exciting to have you back on the show. Uh, I mean, it only seemed like 18 months ago I was talking to you saying this is the end because that's basically how long it yeah. was, 20 months ago. Well, uh, did you ever think that I mean, we'd be doing this again? I mean, really, well, our, our points of our lives where all of a sudden we've got nothing else to do except bring this... Uh, 
our crazy little show back? Within the next 12 months, both of us will be 30. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> take that back. And What happened to the days when we never used to disclose our ages on air and all of a sudden you're dropping these secrets, Josh? I, Don't I, do I, that. I, I Googled my name the other day and I still found the bio <laughs> saying that I used to host Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in the Caribbean or something like that. Well, you did. So when that was it in Barbados. I think that's where you put me at. Just like I was a former Olympian in synchronized swimming. Um, <laughs> you know, you had to do... You had to do I, I, I just let's be honest, you had to do big things to get people to listen to Edge Radio. If they thought there was a former synchronized swimming champion as a host, people still didn't listen. So. <laughs> that's exactly right. But, but what, I can't even remember what I was going to say now. But saying all of that aside, I think the, the timing of... Of the events for tonight are being quite quite interesting. I, mm. I think I let you know I was coming down last week. You did well. I think you you tried to call me a couple of times. We should really establish that. Yes, Josh obviously moved away. Uh, Long term listeners to the Brink. I mean, if yes. you if you're just discovering this podcast, I'm like, oh, what's this? The Brink on iTunes. This yes. is exciting. Wonder what this is. Uh, back in the day, Josh obviously was in the studio with me. Uh, went and did a whole life changing situation. So you I, know, I converted to a religion that starts with M. Yes, he is a Muslim, and he um, <laughs> he's wearing a hijab right now. It's quite <laughs> off-putting. Uh, Pauline Hanson is nowhere near this studio right now, uh, former guest of the show. She doesn't want anything to do with it. Uh, yes, you know, did the whole falling in love, having kids, you know, just the usual thing that yeah, people the, the, do in life. Usual, usual rubbish. I don't know what that's about anymore. That's why I brought this back. I've done the opposite. I've fallen out of love and hitting the road and running away from things. But he went, he left. Yes. And, and I'm visiting. He's visiting. again. Just as I'm about to leave and, and, and it's like the night like, all right mate i'm gonna like, this is what happened I, three hours ago i text messaged him saying i'm in the area you want to catch up tonight and he's like yeah yeah yeah, okay we could record the first ever reboot of the brink i'm like hell yeah that's called the universe that's timing uh i will actually be honest though you did message me and say what are you doing and i said watching the brown low and i said want some time i escaped a tornado of terror <laughs> to completely date this podcast which again we don't really give two hoots about what we do uh when it comes to this sort of stuff uh we are literally watching patrick dangerfield win his Brownlow medal right now. That's so. it. And the WAGs. I think that's what I'm watching. Uh, yes. Well, apparently you are. So, uh, But, you know, you've come obviously back for a couple of weeks uh, in the, what did you just say, the terrifying tornado or? The, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the demonic plague that attaches itself to my you marriage. You just got to hope that your lovely wife is not going to listen to this episode or, nope. of course, no. All right, well, then we can say what we want to. Um, I was going to say hello to her, but uh, clearly not. We won't. Uh, oh, she doesn't care. I will congratulate you, though, Josh. You did become a father again. Uh, yes. Not that long ago. Reals. Yes, so you now have two two spawns. Um, yes, two amazing kids. Yes. Like, seriously, they're amazing. I Like, when Star Wars Celebration comes to Australia... Alex is going as Yoda. Right. I'm going as Luke Skywalker. He's going to be on my back. Okay. Because that kid absolutely loves Star Wars. The only way to settle him down if he's having a tantrum, come watch some Star Wars. And I'll back that up because I did recently visit you in the beautiful Marimbula. Yes. In the Bigger Valley on the New South Wales coast. Beautiful place. That's it. Um, we can obviously talk up places a lot more. We can mention sponsorship names because we've got to suck up and get sponsors. That's going to be a big thing with the brink now. So like, That's exactly right. Josh, you're drinking a can of Mother Energy drink. What a great drink Mother is. It's it's amazing. Like It's so good. Drink Mother. And, and that beautiful <laughs> glass of 
empty that you've got. <laughs> uh, it was a juice. Anyway, but uh, so, yes, you uh, at the time had to go to an appointment with your wife and uh, you made me look after your son, Alex. Yes. I know nothing about kids, all right? Like, I have a nephew. I, like, see him once a week. That's enough children for me. Um, so, anyway, so I'm like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? I can swear now, too, by the way, if you haven't realised that. Shit, shit, shit. Go hard. Um, and then I'm like, you're just like, oh, show him YouTube, show him Star Wars videos. So I've literally sat there, pulled out the phone, typed in Star Wars, and he's just sat glued to my phone watching Star Wars. You've trained your children well. We did the Tahoon Air Walk today, and he was walking. He, I, I had the backpack that we were going to put him in, but he's so freaking heavy. So he was just walking away around... And he was getting a bit bored, so I gave him a stick. And the first thing he goes is... <laughs> he goes, he goes, stop, 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 stop. You, he got bored. You gave him a stick. <laughs> yes. That's parenting 101 right there. Yeah, your kid's your kid being little shit. Give him a stick. <laughs> no, well, I gave him a stick. And he, he, he's like, Daddy, me lightsaber. Pew, pew. <laughs> he then goes and finds another stick and goes... Daddy, your lightsaber. We fight now. So for a good kilometre of this walk, I had him chase me saying, me get you, Daddy. Pew, pew with his stick. I think you've just solved parenting because, like, it's getting to that time of year where parents are like, oh, what do I buy my kids? It's Christmas time. Get Get a stick. Put it in some paper. Here you go, little Johnny. Have a stick. Boxkinar added fourth to the tally. But you can't take away from the Cougars' performance tonight, though, Dakota. The Falcons, while they haven't exactly been the team that we expected them to be, they do look tired. Perhaps those extra games, I mean, a double overtime game the other night definitely would have taken it out of them, but still can't take away from their achievements, Dakota, the last few years, three in a row, making four grand finals in a row. Definitely uh, a team that will bounce back next season in the new competition. But the Cougars are now 38 seconds away from tasting Premiership, winning a grand final for the first time since 2012. The Falcons want to get a late one here, but they're not going to. The crowd's still cheering on the Falcons. They've been brave in this last period, the Falcons. But again, it's not to be. 24 seconds away now, the Cougars, from winning this one. Face off right in front of the Cougars bench. The smiles are starting to appear on their faces. The Cougars, can they get a last one here to really put the icing on the cake? Pike might get one here for the Falcons. He gets pushed out of it well by Katinas. Well wide there, and surely Pike with the wrap-up. Oh, somehow Barella! How did Barella save that one? Now, I don't think it's crossed the line. Pike had a wide open net. There he is. He's just shaking his head going, how the hell did I miss that one? Barella, I think he wrapped it around and Barella somehow got it and then pushed out of it. Sums up the Falcons' evening. Seven seconds away from the Cougars winning this premiership. Here's an opportunity for Rogers to get a late goal. He has a chance out of it. It's not going to matter because the Cougars are going to be premiers. There it is. The Cougars win the grand final the crowd love it the Cougars are hugging they're on the bench, the helmets are off Katinas and Fall give each other the man hug a sterling effort tonight stop the pressure of the late fight back from the Falcons and caps off 
An incredible year by the Cougars. They are the 2016 Premiers of the Van Diemen's League. Dakota Leary. The Falcons dynasty. It's over. Um, yeah, it is. Um, I don't know, I'm speechless. You're speechless? I want to cry. You want to cry? I do. We'll have a cry, go on. Let's listen to the Cougars now. is a premiership chant if I've ever heard one in my life. We've made it here to the NRL Grand Final for 2016 at ANZ Stadium and as you can tell already I've gone to a very close prospect of losing my voice and I haven't even been shouting. The game is still a good two hours away from beginning. Um, this is what happens when you have a head cold, you fly, your ears are completely blocked up and you've only got half your hearing at the moment and somehow your voice slowly goes as well. But we are here watching one of the pre-games at the moment um, where the cutters are absolutely thrashing the Bears in this state championship and we're not here to, of course, see this. We're here to watch the Sharks play the Storm. And I keep saying we because at this time I can actually say that somebody is joining me. If you are a listener of my other shows and I pity you because I feel sorry for you that you had to put up with me for that long, you would know his voice, formerly of Survivor Oz. And for the very first time in person next to me, I am pleased to welcome a man who I'm going to butcher his last name because he just told me how to pronounce it about five times and I'm still going to get it wrong. Jimmy... Okay, Jimmy, uh, welcome to the brink. Thank you, Ben. Uh, how are you doing? How, how's it going? I'm just, I'm just literally laughing at the fact that I went completely blank on, on the pronunciation. Can we give us a pronunciation of your last name? Make me feel like I'm not that much of an idiot. It's pretty easy to pronounce. It's uh, Kenny Arwen. Kenny Arwen. That's it. Yep, yep. Yep. See, if I was a professional podcast host, I would go back and edit that to make it sound like I never stuffed up. I don't give a shit. That's why you didn't hear any difference. But uh, how, how are you going? How are you feeling? You're at your second ever NRL Grand Final. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, go- I'm doing good. Um, just want to ask you a question, Ben. What do you think about this, this stadium here? It's probably about three quarters full. The atmosphere's building. What do you think? It's, um, it's interesting. I don't know who is that walking in front of the Storm fans right now. Is that Billy Slater, is it on thinking maybe or uh, yes yeah that's Billy Slater is uh, probably regarded as one probably one of the dirtiest players in the NRL <laughs> <laughs> all right okay I and I come from Tasmania where I thought Billy Slater was highly regarded but obviously we're close to Melbourne so we get positive news um, yeah this is a great stadium it's the very first time I've ever I've ever been to ANZ Stadium uh, Stadium Australia or whatever you want to call it Telstra Stadium um, and yeah obviously know a lot about this having grown up watching the Olympics and seeing plenty of other events here but um, it's it's I guess it's bigger when you're on the inside than it looks on the outside if that makes sense but as I was kind of saying to you a second ago it's I mean this only holds 20,000 less than the MCG but it feels a lot smaller the MCG are you calling one here oh to touch just put a foot into touch. No try. No try. No try. No try. All right. Could have been a bit of live commentary there, but um, I mean it's nice. You've obviously been here quite a lot. Uh, yes, this is oh, 
Last time I was here was at the uh, college game between the Hawaii Warriors and the Cal Bears. And that outdrew a capacity crowd of 60,000. So, yeah, three quarters full, not too bad. And is it a, a highly liked stadium in Sydney or do people not like coming here? I guess it's a bit of both. It's uh, pretty. It's a bitch to get out here. You got to catch two trains, so most people prefer to drive out here, park on the street, and easy walk to the stadium. Like we did. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Now we spent the afternoon, of course, uh, chilling. We actually went to Cronulla and uh, saw it out there, and drove past the the leagues club, the stadium, uh, and everywhere we went was just blue, black, and white. They've painted the town in the sharks' colours. Probably about 85 to 90 percent of everybody we've seen here tonight is wearing Cronulla clothes. Um, I mean, it's it's quite incredible um, to, to think that's what I thought yesterday. There was a big support for the doggies, but there was a lot more Sydney people there compared to Melbourne people here, so it's, it's incredible. Oh, that remind me of yesterday's great. Oh, that's right. So you're a Sydney supporter. Sorry about that. I'm still crying. I got the, I got the tissues out. He does, actually. When he picked me up, he sort of had the glasses on and was like, no, Ben, sorry, I can't talk about you. You're a manly supporter, so you came here a few years ago where, sadly, they lost. So, I mean, hopefully you're going to be here tonight supporting a winning team. Uh, yep, I'm supporting the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, I've got the New South Wales jersey on, so, yeah, it's pretty close to the Cronulla colours. Now, without sort of putting your heart into it, do you think they can actually win? Uh, they got us shut down. Oh, the key players they got us shut down on Melbourne side is Cameron Smith and Cooper Cronk. I they... love that guy's name. Cooper Cronk. It's the best. It's the best name. It's just such an a sporting name. <laughs> Cooper Cronk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no comment on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, shut them down. They win the premiership. Yeah. Uh, they got to score early. They just got to um, get their defence right. So yeah, if they do that in the first ten minutes, I think they'll be in with a chance. Now, would you have any other tips for me heading into this game as somebody who's only really been to two NRL games? One was a practice match. The other one was a Storm game earlier this year at Amy Park. Any tips for supporting an NRL team in Sydney that I should know about going into this? Uh, I can probably convince you to be a manly supporter. No, no, no. I I mean a smart decision, Jimmy. A smart decision. I don't know. If if you want to go for the yuppie side, probably the Roosters. (laughs) Uh, okay. Uh, anyone but the Bulldogs, because their fans are pretty, are pretty uh, violent in the games. Uh, so, yeah, what, what, are, what are Cronulla fans generally revered as in terms of their reputation? Uh, they're pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good? Yeah, they're pretty good. No, no, no trouble there. So. so they don't cause any riots or anything? or. No. Uh, Phew. That was a long time ago now. Yeah, yeah. that's a long time ago. Right. Well, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, still a couple hours away, but obviously we're going to hear a bit of the atmosphere and a, no, possibly a try here. No, all right. Um, and hopefully, when you hear from me properly next, maybe my voice will be completely gone because we'll be celebrating a premiership. So uh, go Sharks. The person who's driving this car is a man who you might know from such shows as Survivor Oz. I do, of course, speak of the one, the only, Mr. Nook Chester. Nick, welcome to the brink. Thank you, Ben. It's nice to be here. Now, can I get you to say the title of our show? The Brink. The Brunk. The Brunk. The Brunk, yes. I'm affecting it, just so, you know, to give you a laugh. It's actually not that bad. No, it's not. It's not really that bad. But uh, we've uh, we've been travelling around uh, your beautiful country. We're at least in North Island today, and... Uh, 
been here for about 24 hours at the time of recording. Went to Rotorua today. We went lugeing and uh, up a gondola and went to some mud volcanoes and it smelled like arse, but it was actually sulphur. But you're almost being a bit of a tourist yourself today because you've never been to some of these places as well, have you? Yeah, no, it was the first time for me going to visit a couple of places. Um, given that I lived in Rotorua for 18 years, it, uh, you know, it's taken me a while to get there. But, yeah, it was quite cool to check it out. And, uh, yeah, I'd recommend it to other people. It's a, it's a very interesting place, actually, for Tasmanians who have never been here. It's very similar, very green, very hilly. It uh, reminds me a lot of home, but it's my first time I've actually been to New Zealand and not just visited the airport. Um, so, again, learning a lot. And uh, doesn't make it too hard for Australians to bag the crap out of New Zealand when you walk through the Auckland airport and within five minutes you're hearing a sheep bear sound. And um, today I can say, uh, with the thanks to Nick, we entered a sheep today, didn't we? Yeah, technically you're correct. Technically you are correct, yes. Now, now when I say that, it was actually a building. We didn't just go and do the New Zealand thing of having sex with the sheep. Well, not yet. We haven't done that yet. No, no, that's on the list for tomorrow. Yes. But uh, what was that town called? You know I forget these places where we entered the giant sheep. So that was T-Rail. So it's a little a little town on uh, State Highway 1, which runs the length of the country. Right. And I just can see a sign as we drive past it that says the number one but no nick has been a great tour guide we're experiencing a lot of places and throughout this episode we will uh hear a variety of uh, different experiences and we'll probably bring you two episodes this week just uh not only as a catch up from last week considering that i didn't have a voice for most of last week so it was a bit delayed but probably because i want to experience a, a fair bit of uh what we're going to be doing this week and bringing it to you and all that sort of jazz we'll obviously this episode bring you other segments we'll do another wow that is new segment and another flash back segment and hopefully none of our former guests will die um, this week so we won't have to do a tribute like we have the last couple of episodes no disrespect to, to Max Walker or Tim Franklin of course but um, 14 kilometres of Hamilton and only 149 case to Auckland at the moment we go to Auckland if you want to go there today yeah well I mean New Zealand's a small place eh? it's not like Aussie where you drive 15 hours to get anywhere Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, but looking forward to bringing you some exciting stuff and including, actually, one thing I wanted to touch on here really quickly, and we might do this sort of a running thing throughout these episodes in New Zealand. I uh, went to a shop today and uh, happened to pick up a book called Favourite New Zealand Jokes About Australians by Katrina Power. Now, is this a thing that I'm missing? Like, we like to bag out New Zealanders, but do New Zealanders secretly get off on uh, ripping shit into Aussies? Well, yes. It's a kind of, you know, big brother, little brother relationship, you know. It's like the American-Canada thing, I guess. Um, okay. Yeah. We just we just take the piss out of the, the words you use for things. So, for example, what you would call a thong, we would call a jandal. A jandal. And a thong to us is underwear. Like, that's like a, <laughs> like a G-string, basically. That's the Americanized version of it, pretty much. Is yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's funny, in purchasing this book and in purchasing, at the same time, a pen with sheep on it, it cost me $16.60, uh, which, again, it's quite interesting to hear. That. I've been well-behaved in my accent ripping shit into, haven't I, Nick, so far? I'd probably give you a, um, you know, a minor pass, I suppose, yeah. A, a yeah. minor pass, yeah. All right, I'm just trying to find a good joke here. Let's, um, let's read you a joke here from the book Favourite New Zealand Jokes About Australians. How can you tell when an Aussie's been in your freezer? There are love bites on the leg of lamb. Isn't that a New Zealand thing? No comment. Okay. Um, Alright, I, I hope these are actually funny. Uh, a little Aussie boy got lost at a circus, so went up to the policeman and said, I've lost my dad. 
Have you, mate? said the policeman. What's he like? Beer and women, said the boy. Ha ha. Ha ha. Yeah, nah. <laughs> this is kind of shit, isn't it? Uh, how can you tell if a stepladder is made in Australia? It has a sign at the top saying, stop here. So is this, like, do New Zealanders think Australians are dumb? <laughs> that would seem to be the running theme here, right? Apparently. Um, then we drink a lot. Actually, when having said that, we did, when we went luging, the guy did ask, oh, where are you from? And Australia. Oh, there's a pub down the bottom for you. So, oh, again, are we just alcoholic, you know, drunkens to New Zealanders? Apparently so, yeah. Yeah. And I was wearing my old Survivor Oz shirt into a New Zealand version of Woolworths called Countdown. And uh, had an Australian flag on it, and I got sort of a comment in the shop. Uh, Did you hear about the Aussie who wanted to be buried at sea? Six of his mates drowned trying to dig a hole. Um, (laughs) I think we're getting to the crux of this, aren't we, that Kiwis think Aussies are dumb. Wow, okay then. So we clearly... I didn't know this was a thing. Oh, this one's mean. What's the smallest room in Australia? The Australian Hall of Fame. <laughs> now, come on. That's quite good. That's racist. <laughs> um, I'm discovering something about New Zealanders here. All right, well, we'll read from from some of those um, throughout this episode and other episodes. We could but... do some research first and find the funny ones and then read them. Well, that, that's a good idea, isn't it? Yeah. You would think we would do that beforehand because this isn't live and we could edit and go back and do this. But if you've ever listened to any of my shows or other shows that I've been involved in, generally we get lazy and just do whatever the hell we want. I mean, you listen to a lot of podcasts now. You're used to listening to good podcasts. So you're probably glad that you're no longer involved in Survivor. I like, oh, God, that was shit. Well, I think editing's for losers. <laughs> you know, that's for people with too much time on their hands, you know? Exactly. Who has time to edit when you can go and see mud volcanoes and buy books about jokes on... G'day. Uh, G'day, mate. We are, we are sitting here with the wonderful Kit and Jesse. Kit, Kit uh, and Jesse. Most well known for, for us as Survivor Oz listeners from The Amazing Race Season 3 Australia and for our New Zealand viewers from New Zealand Idol Season 2. Yeah. Right, right, right. Season 2. I love New Zealand Idol. <laughs> you never watched it. <laughs> you were robbed. Should have been. He's right. He's right. I want justice. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, here in Hamilton, I mean, you're clearly Hamilton's number one celebrity. I mean, clearly. Like, how, how a couple. You know, I discovered uh, Richard O'Brien uh, is from Hamilton, but yes. stuff rocking on a picture show. Well, my uncle. Yeah. He's my uncle. I'm Jesse O'Brien. Jesse, hey, there you go. He's at this a very Hamilton. He's not my uncle. <laughs> Do the time walk. Do the time walk right now. It's, it's just a step to the out of frame. <laughs> but we've, we've come here to the, the Good George, which again is a very long-running joke on Survivor Oz. Um, and we've enjoyed beer. You've enjoyed my nuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was so tasty. They were, they were good. They were, I'm so glad you let him have my nuts. <laughs> um, this is fun. This is good. This is awesome. How often do you get amazing race requests like we're sitting there? Not, not often no, at all. No. Pretty much this is the highlight of 2016. <laughs> So you'd be like sitting on the couch, like, oh, no one recognises me. I'm not famous. Why can't some random Australian come to? Not even just Australian, Tasmanian. Yes. See, I can't even get away with bagging the accents out anymore. As soon as I'm like, kitten tissy up here, it's, it's top choice food. Tasmania, Tasmania. My second head. You guys haven't been to Tasmania, right? No. I don't plan on it. 
Yeah, I didn't plan to come is in. It, is it not still in quarantine? Yes. Yeah, we don't let New Zealanders in. We're smart. We, just, <laughs> we keep the rabble out. Like, you know. What are you got? What are you guys up to now, anyway? Like since everything, since the race, since all that. Yeah, we are um, busy with our kids. Our kids are growing up. Kids. Our kids are growing up really fast. Sixteen. Nearly. How old? Sixteen. Sixteen. Nearly 13 and 10, and then we've got a little foster bubby and a puppy. Wow, so that takes a lot of our time. Very busy. And wow. then still playing music. Yeah, I am. Not you so much. No. You haven't started the music yet? No, no, I haven't yet. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat's yeah. very busy with, with the foster family. bubby. Yes, and family. Yeah. All very important. That's great. Yeah. 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 And uh, no plans to go back on any other reality shows? Oh, well, we're thinking Talk of making our own. own. Well, I can really keep up. Yeah. Well, when you don't get kidnapped in Paris, then oh, no. you know, I mean, or anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you can another place, Tasmania. I mean, we haven't gone there. Why not? But uh, we've enjoyed our evening tonight. Good George Brewing, and you used to play here. I, I have played here before. Yes. Yes. Can give us a song? Everyone right here. now? No. Yeah, right. No. No. Yeah, song us a song, Jeff. Song us a song, Jeff. Song us a song, Something in Portuguese to yeah. say. Yeah. Oh, too soon. Do you remember? Seco, seco, my bento. Well done. That's all I remember. I, I feel like before we go, you need to do. I'm ripping shot into your accent. Give us an Aussie accent. I'm ripping shot into your. I'm doing Aussie one. Yeah. Aussie. Oh, I'm terrible at Aussie. Yeah, thank you, mate. Put another piece of kangaroo on me, buddy. <laughs> that's that's not bad. It's terrible. Can you can you do? No. 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 Grant. 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 Uh, it's been fun. We've learned a lot. Kit and Jesse, this is great. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Yeah, and thank you. Uh, thanks for having us, We won't let you in. <laughs> now, driving around a lot here in New Zealand and seeing a myriad of different places and happened to pick myself up a postcard, which doubles as not only as a postcard, but as sort of a visitor survey. Now, Nick, I'm guessing it's part of the uh, New Zealand Tourism Board that all visitors fill in this uh, following postcard survey. Have you have you heard about this one before at all? Uh, I haven't heard about it, but I'm just going to assume that we do do it, yeah. Alright, good. Uh, well, this is uh, the all-purpose New Zealand postcard, which says on the front of it, I'm here and you're not. Put a dot in the appropriate place, or several places if you're unsure, then turn and fill in the questionnaire. Now, just to describe this postcard, it has a lovely, ginormous sheep, which, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, is it an attractive sheep? Uh, yeah, I'd say it's a mid-range, yeah. Mid-range, right, and a, a map of New Zealand. So let's go through this questionnaire. Um, and it says at the top here, why bother thinking and writing when you can, we can do all this for you? Just put a tuck in the appropriate box. So, alright, let's, uh, let's go through this one. Let's fill this in, in Ben's head. I've found New Zealand to be full of New Zealanders, full of tourists, full of sheep, full of problems, very nice, or all of the above. Now, Nick, um, I don't know if I need to ask you this because you are a New Zealander, but uh, what would you think it is full of New Zealanders, tourists, sheep, problems, very nice, or all of the above? Um, well, I don't think we've got 99 problems, and a sheep's not one, so I, I, I think probably full of New Zealanders, full of... What are the other ones? I've forgotten already. Tourist sheep problems. Uh, yeah, I guess there's tourists, yeah. And Bloody tourists. Yeah, not that many sheep. Not as many as you might think. Where's cows? Um, 
I'm going to go with full of New Zealanders. Uh, the country is small, green and wet, underneath the world, underneath Australia, sunny, with a question mark and an exclamation mark, most of the above. I, I think I would go with small, green and wet, and sunny question mark. Yeah, I think so. It's not underneath Australia, it's kind of to the right. The scenery is amazing, quite nice, wet, difficult to see through the rain, covered with sand flies, some of the above. It doesn't rain that much, it's making it sound like it's, it only ever rains here. I mean, it's nice weather now, so... It is. So, um, I would say it's pretty good, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, um, yeah, some amazing. I'm going to say amazing. Not quite nice, amazing. Sand flies are a problem here, are they? Uh, they can be when there's sand around. That, that's generally where they live. Good point. I'm glad the place is small, cheap, friendly, conservative, sold, one or two of the above. Wow. That's, uh, that's quite sonical, isn't it? Mm, very much sonical. Uh, the first one, whatever the first one. Small. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with friendly. There you go. Oh, look at that. Ben's being nice. Um, you should see the size of the fush, sheep, mills, lakes, national debt. Far out. This is, this is very sonical. It's made by an Australian. Yeah. Um, I don't think the sheep are that big, are they? No, no, I've seen bigger. Probably the lakes, I guess. We just saw a very big lake, so, um, yeah, lakes, uh, fish were, I mean, I haven't really seen a fish. We went to a trout brewery, but, yeah, let's go with lakes. Uh, I've been sick, well, taking my time, taking pictures, taking a holiday, taking a nap, several of the above. I'm always going to have to take, tick all of those boxes, yeah, I feel. I think so, yeah. Yeah, definitely, several of the above, all of the above. I'm having a good time, a difficult time, a baby, a party, a crisis, an operation, none of the above. Um, I might be having a baby, I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that, would, that would be a medical miracle. Yeah, well, true. Um, or, or the sheep that I've entered in this holiday. Um, we did enter it, anyway. Uh, none of the above. No, I'm having a good time, that's a bit rude. Um, and a party, apparently. I wish I was back home, rich, dry, famous, drunk, staying longer, all of the above. I think that's for you to answer. I just I, I thought you might want an opinion there. Um, all of the above. Why not? Uh, famous, drunk, staying longer. Please send me love, affection, money, news, a return ticket. Um, money's always good. Because, yeah, it does, yeah. 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 Uh, wish you were here, there, everywhere, wherever you are, all of the above. Uh, all of the, how can you be all of the above? You can't be. You can be here, there, everywhere, wherever you are. Uh, wish you were everywhere you are. Okay, well, that's the end. So it says, generic postcard, munching their way around the pit pastures and hillsides of the country, the enthusiasts will find countless sheep, 40 million at a recent estimate, willing to stand in front of mountains and post photographs. Here an intelligent specimen surveys the cameraman. Um, well, there you go. That's our very interesting segment on how to fill in a New Zealand questionnaire. We hope that you have learnt a lot as much as you probably learned. We'll wait about 10 minutes to do this walk. We're standing at the bottom of the tower right now. We've just recorded a video, but I thought for some reason we would do a little audio as well. Um, and 
I'm, I'm terrified. The wind's dropping. That's good. A minute ago, it was about 43 kilometres an hour. Currently, wind speed's at 36, 35, 36 kilometres an hour. Wind chill factor, 3.1 degrees. That's not too bad. It's not going to be too cold, I guess, and it's coming from a southwesterly direction. How's your weather knowledge, Nick? Do you know much about wind direction and stuff like that? No. All right, good. Good. Um, I know I just asked you this on the video and I'm just doubling up on the question, but how are you feeling okay right now? Uh, yeah, I feel all right. I'm looking at that toilet over there. I think I'm going to have to, like, go pee. Um, yeah, this is <laughs> this is happening. Um, I don't know why I'm doing this, but um, I guess we'll see how this actually goes. <laughs> oh, shit. Awesome. Well, welcome out to the Auckland Skywalk on this beautiful spring afternoon. It's looking absolutely spectacular up here today. How are you both feeling so far? Who's feeling up the undies a little bit? <laughs> That's right, we get the suit strike thing, that's fine. Um, cool, well as I'm sure you're aware, we are currently 192 metres above Auckland City. So if you're up for it, you can take a look down and check it out. See exactly how far we've come. We're going to be taking a nice little stroll about 120 metres around the outside of the building here. Um, we'll be getting a full 360 degree view of the city and I've got some challenges for you along the way as well, okay? We <laughs> just ruined the whole trip. I am sitting here right now overlooking the beautiful city of Auckland in a comfortable seat with a beer in my hand. I can safely say that we survived the skywalk and um, it is quite terrifying and I may have cursed off New Zealand at one point whilst I was doing the walk <laughs> but we're here and we're alive and enjoying city views right now whilst drinking a beer and uh, Nick also survived. Actually, no, he died. He fell off the building. <laughs> and he's not here at the moment. But, uh, I mean, I know I literally asked this to you a second ago in a video, and I'm asking you it again. How are you feeling? I feel good, yeah. It was, um, as we said in the video, um, I did the jump yesterday and the walk today, and they're two really, really different kind of challenges, which is cool. Uh, the jump was kind of like that more pure adrenaline rush whereas this was more kind of working through the the fear of heights a little bit and you're up there for a longer period of time so it's just quite different um yeah no i found it really good and it's funny having jumped off the building yesterday that i found it quite hard leaning over the building even though you're attached to ropes and stuff so just a really yeah two very different things definitely recommend it to anybody who's here um to give it a go because it was really cool and there is really that sense of achievement once you've done it. It's kind of like, wow, I actually did that. The whole way up, you're just, you're just shitting yourself. You step outside and then the wind hits you and you kind of look over and you're like, why am I doing this? And you look very attractive in your orange jumpsuit. But, um, well, here we are. Uh, we just heard the great sounds of Whitney Houston and now we've gone into St Queen. Uh, Radio Gaga, which I guess is appropriate for a radio show, sort of. But... Um, it's, it's kind of, yeah, that sense of achievement right now. It's probably the first time I've ever recorded an episode of anything whilst actually drinking alcohol. So, um, yeah, well, it's a New Zealand thing to do. I think all your broadcasters are drunk, are they not? Pretty much. Yeah. 
it's very easy thing to do. So uh, that's the Skywalk. The Brink has survived, and uh, you've heard it here on uh, episode four of the Brink Reboot. The Day of the Dead, the march, the very first one ever here in Mexico City, basically inspired by Spectre, is on right now, and let's just say after coming from qualifying at the track to get here into downtown Mexico City, well, a lot has happened. Um, My phone got stolen on the subway, and I had to then hunt through the city to find a place where I could buy a phone and basically spend all my money on getting a new phone. So it hasn't been the most brilliant of days and currently now walking through a very impossible task of trying to get through a couple hundred thousand people, maybe even a million people. There's so many people here literally just having to join a river of people and basically go in whatever direction it moves, getting shoved, pushed, squeezed, everything else under the sun and right now trying to take a shortcut or at least I hope it will be a shortcut to kind of get closer to the train station because let's just say it's uh, been a long day and it's time to go back to the Airbnb but the festival actually the march was pretty darn cool Um, as I kind of mentioned I think in terms of they've never actually had one in Mexico a day of the dead street parade and of course if you've seen the opening of Spectre where they did have a big massive street parade through the uh, streets obviously of Mexico City that was so popular that they decided to hold one for the very first time and that's where I am right now just around the Zocalo the main square um, of Mexico City where it is actually the second largest public square in the world uh, behind Red Square in Moscow so certainly see how they pack the people in and um, it's been the most interesting day so far of the trip but look you've got to expect these things sometimes and I would just like to point out that throughout my previous excerpts of talking about the language barrier and everything else in between to have no phone no form of communication luckily my wallet didn't get stolen and to then try and buy a phone essentially um is well was quite an interesting task so uh yes this is mexico city and uh this is kind of what you do when you're uh trying to see a bunch of culture and everything else in between we're here at the dance for race day we're about 45 minutes from the uh start of the race as helicopters about to fly over us but i've made some friends which is great they've come from america Guys, introduce yourself. Eric. Eric. Jared. Jared. Jordan. Jordan. Jose. Jose. Erica. Erica. <laughs> They've uh, politely and kindly let me come and sit down in the front here with them. Now, you're all from California? Yes. Now, is this, yes. Your, is this your first race you've been to? Yes. Yeah, it's my first race. First yeah. race and your first races oh, as well? Race. Yes. Now, you're you're a huge Lewis Hamilton fan. So, uh, you're obviously hoping that he can uh, stop Nico today. Yep. Yep. Totally. Now, you're, you're sort of, this is your first time to an F1? Who? I've never been, I've never known anything about F1 at all. So. Are, you, are you leaning towards anyone in particular at the moment? Or? I mean, uh, Jared tells me that the Mexicans are very far back in the position, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what to do here. Right, okay then. Alright, and you're sort of Red Bull I'm and Vettel? Hoping, I'm hoping for a Vettel podium, but I'll settle for a Ricardo podium. Well, we've got the flag as well. Yeah. What about you? Do you go for anyone at all? Hamilton. Hamilton? Viva Mexico. Viva Mexico. And... Esteban! He's got a fan, all right, awesome. Well, I shouldn't say that, that's me, I'm in Mexico. But we're, we're going to enjoy this. We're, uh, we're seeing the driver's parade. 
we have got some celebrations that are happening on the track, so uh, let's get to it and uh, Viva Mexico! Viva Mexico! They travels uh, a little bit further north from Atlanta into the Tri-Cities area in Tennessee and uh, thrilled to be joined for, I guess, her first time on the brink. But, I mean, Survivor Oz was an arm and umbrella underneath the brink anyway. Uh, from Season 5 of Survivor, you might know her from, of course, uh, the wonderful Tanya Vance. Tanya, welcome back to a show that I'm talking from. Hello. How how how's it going? How how's it all been treating you this weekend having to put up with this random Australian staying in your house? It was very fun. It actually got me out doing stuff um, all weekend, which was fun. Except for today was kind of our lazy day, but got to see Big Tom, who I adore, and Bristol Motor Speedway, um, the Tennessee Vols. We went and watched Ben's first college football game first yes. football game period yes and they won 55 to nothing and he looked good in orange so that's <laughs> good that's good i've been converted because the funny thing is is i generally have a team i guess in every of the major league sports here and um i'll go along to other games even if i don't support them but i'm not one to i guess buy merchandise for teams that i don't go for i don't have a team in college football i was in georgia a week ago you know when t-bird and glenn could have easily converted me to georgia didn't even try so yes i've rocked up to a vols game i've worn orange and i've got my team and a decent team i think if they can win 55 nothing that's right and they beat georgia her team so that's maybe (laughs) maybe she knew better than to convert you Yes, yes, exactly. But I, I've enjoyed my time here. It's a, it's a nice area. I, I've enjoyed uh, Tennessee. So you're, you're born and raised here in Tennessee, of course? Yes. Yes. So, I mean, what is it about the great state of Tennessee that people who are maybe coming to America from Australia, you know, what, what can they experience in this state? I would say, first of all, uh, good southern cooking, which is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, the mountains, which are beautiful, especially right now, the leaves have kind of started to fall off. But um, beautiful time of year to come, and the weather's great. Um, and the friendliness, the people here are so friendly. And when I lived in Florida, it, you know, it's just not the same. And you can get a good glass of sweet tea and <laughs> some pecan pie, and yeah. sit on your porch and have a fire and it's just fun i mean it's it's just a different environment it's more slow paced i've i've enjoyed it and i mean i generally find most americans friendly everywhere i go but i mean southern hospitality in georgia here in tennessee it certainly has been been very very nice and i mean the atmosphere at the, the game just going back to that like i think todd uh tanya's husband was saying ninety-eight thousand people at this game yesterday and and this wasn't even between like one of your rivals wasn't this is just kind of a, a team that you were i guess expected to beat which you quite clearly did yeah it was our homecoming game against a small tennessee tech um, but, yeah, when you get a, into the, some of the big rivals like Alabama, Georgia, you know, we've got over 100,000 people going. I think it's the fifth largest stadium mm-hmm. in the um, football world. So it's actually more than you get an NFL game. So it's pretty pretty fun. It's crazy. Uh, speaking of Todd, uh, Tanya's uh, husband has joined us. Say, say good day to Australia, Todd. Hello. Good day. Can, can, you give us, can you give us a shrimp on the Barbie impersonation? You've been doing it all weekend. Mm-hmm. Throw another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> Sounds very, very Australian. Um, yes. Oh, very not. <laughs> very not. So what about, can you give us a shrimp on the barbie? Oh, no. No, no. no. You, your face. Bloke. 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 <laughs> so being here, learning a whole bunch of southern customs, I guess, and everything else in between, and as I mentioned, of course, staying in the house of a former survivor. Now, I mentioned before, 
staying in the house of a celebrity, uh, you know, by many many people's eyes, T-Bird is a celebrity, but we were mentioning going out to dinner before. There's the first time in my entire life I've ever been to a restaurant where they've got like a celebrity wall and, uh, you know, here I am heading out to dinner with somebody who's on the celebrity wall. Um, you know, I, I would be intrigued to think that, does that not entitle you to some sort of free food or something or free something given that you are on that wall up there next to some other big names? Yeah, well, I guess it didn't work out tonight. <laughs> did you did you ever did you ever use your celebrity back in the day when you were kind of you know having T Bird Cooper Day and all these sort of things and getting the key to the city? Did did you ever you know try and swindle something out of it? No, no, not even no, once. No, 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 no. Because Ben, for me, as a matter of fact, and I can tell you this story when I met my husband, who we've been married now almost five months. When I met him. I never mentioned anything about Survivor because that would be it would be like you when we went tonight you said did you did you point this out to your husband when y'all first time y'all came to eat here cuz he's been there to eat before and I'm like no that would be that would be cheesy who would do that did you did you, did you? And, and, but so so when I met Glenn finally I don't know how long we had gone out and dated before he finally said it he asked me about being on the show cuz he never watched it mm-hmm. and I don't know how he had heard about it I don't even know because I never mentioned it because that would be cheesy. So I, I don't know if you ever watched Friends, but there was that episode where Joey was, um, he was trying to get his face up on, like, the wall, and he eventually did, but he, he wanted it to be positioned because he was taking a girl out to dinner. So he was, <laughs> he was like, sit me near the table, and he ended up getting there, but the girl just did not pay because he was trying to, you know, impress her. So, like, I thought maybe you could have taken Glenn out and been like, oh, look, there's the pitch, you know, trying to impress him, you know, like that. No, that didn't. And Survivor hadn't impressed him at all. <laughs> if, if anything, it's been more of an aggravation, but he's been a trooper as far as second chances, helping with my campaign. He didn't help with the campaign. He ran the whole campaign. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, T-Bird, you didn't get on. But, but it, wasn't be- <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't because... The next time, he's not running your campaign. No, no, it, it also will say it wasn't, anyway. yeah. it wasn't because he didn't work on it. Day- I, mean, he did, I mean, he did everything. Mm-hmm. And, as a matter of fact, he was probably... Well, I was disappointed. He may have been just about as disappointed as I was because he worked so hard for the two weeks to get me out there. So he, he's been wonderful. All right. I just, I, I, we, we'll, we'll ask Glenn a question over here quickly. Glenn's here. Glenn, welcome to the brink, first of all. Hello. Hello. Now, um, now surely that is kind of impressive to, to be able to go to a restaurant though like that tonight to, to, you know, be like, I'm married to a girl up there on the celebrity wall. Um, yeah, but, you know, if you know... T-Bird, the way we all know her, she's she's not like that, you know. She's she's not like, hey, look at me, you know. I did this or did that. She's uh, she's a very genuine person that uh, you know, kind of her actions kind of speak everything, mm-hmm. and she she cares so much about people. So um, no, she's very humble. Totally trying to big wig you guys up here a bit tonight, but it's you're very humble down here in the south, aren't you? It's 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 the southern way. It is a little bit, but you know, getting back to what you were talking about when we first started dating, she didn't tell me she was on Survivor or any of that, and I kind of discovered that. But she drove this car, and it was painted on both sides. I was on Survivor, <laughs> and you know, and I, it, it was after about three, four months. You know, I, I asked her about that, 
And she did admit, yes, I was on survival. <laughs> you know, now that's, that's where she's trying to talk herself up to impress you. you know? Yeah, and inside the house, there's, this, there's survivor signs everywhere. So I thought that was a lot. So I did ask her about that. <laughs> and honey, you didn't mention that it was a T-bird. That all the signs are on. The car was a T-bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then literally, you still have the T-bird. The T-bird has the T-bird. So, so. Yes, it's true. She did not tell me, but I did eventually ask her. And, and had you watched, like, did you watch Survivor back in the day when she was on? Was it something saw, you did watch? I saw, I believe, the first two seasons. Ah. And I, I, I guess I lost interest in the show. I, right. I don't know. You, you saw T-bird on Africa and thought, no, I don't want to see her. No, I don't think I... <laughs> I, I, think, I think the show lost me before that. Whatever I was into, I, I, I don't know. And have you gone back and watched her since you've been with her? Oh, yes. And yeah. what, did, what, did you, what did you think? And, and actually, since we've been together, um, I've watched... Uh, pretty much every episode of you know every season for the last I guess five years. Yeah. So and I love the show now. I, I love it and certainly love her season too. And I'm sitting in the home of a very well established and local celebrity radio host of uh, <laughs> Ryan Puckelman, uh, and it is election night right now. Ryan, first of all, welcome to the brink. Well, it's good to be on the brink. I'm excited. This is cool. You should be excited. We're the number one radio show in all of Australia. I mean, <laughs> you think you've heard of Hamish and Andy. Like, I mean, this is, this is bigger than that. But it's, it's election night. Right now, we are watching, as of right now, what could be the possibility of Donald Trump being the President of the United States. Did you ever think you would hear those words in your life as an American? You know, I, if you would have told me that uh, we'd be on the brink of electing a game show host... <laughs> As the as the president, I would have told you you're insane. But man, it's it's a different world. I, it, people just seem to be angry about what I I don't I don't know. I mean, the the economy is turned around, but not apparently for everybody. And he seems to tell people exactly what they want to hear, whether it's true or not. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't think people are interested in facts. They're just interested in what they want to be told. And and they came out and they voted. Big numbers for him. It looks like right now. What time is it? We're at uh, like nine, almost ten o'clock, and it looks like it looks really good. Like he's going to win, and it, it's crazy as an Australian. I think, as I've told you, our perspective is: How the hell did Donald Trump even get this far? They're not going to elect him. It's all right. Clinton will be president, but this is real right now. This is so real. I think people are tired of like the same political speech and the same political talk and. The politicians' way of doing things—they're they're tired of, of that model of of a, of a politician. So you've got this guy coming along, and he speaks very plainly, and he speaks—you know—telling uh, people the message that they want to hear. Like I can fix everything. He's promising everything, mm -hmm. and so can he deliver? Well, who knows? He has no no record, and I think that's what makes it easier for someone like him to say whatever because he has no political record. He can say whatever he wants, and no one can say, well, you, you didn't really do anything. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's – I think the fact, too, that Hillary Clinton's a very unlikable candidate. If you had a uh, – Bernie, if Bernie Sanders, let's say, he was the, the nominee for the Democrats, I think Bernie Sanders would have slaughtered Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. I, and, I, and I don't think it's because Hillary's a woman. I think it's because she's untrustworthy. And the Clintons have always had that kind of uh, – Tint of untrustworthiness on them. Mm -hmm. Like if you had another female candidate, like Elizabeth Warren, who's a senator out of Massachusetts, I think she would have slaughtered Trump. But because only a very small percentage of people vote in the primaries, we're stuck with two 
horrible candidates, and now it's the it's the it's the race to the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> so, so I mean, as you kind of said, I mean, people are yeah, thinking you know he's saying different things. He's never you can't really compare him to mm-hmm. political office and things like that. But do you honestly think that if this continues and he wins, I mean? Do you honestly think he's going to ban Muslims? Do you think he's going to build a wall? Like, do you think he's going to be outlandish as he's saying is, or is he doing this to get the votes and he's going to get sworn in and just like, yeah, I was only joking about all that? I, I don't think you, you can. And I think he's saying those things because there's, there's, a, there's a large chunk, and I'm not going to say it's the majority, there's a, a big chunk of people that aren't interested in reality. Um, and so they're very scared of, of things. They live their lives in, in fear. Mm-hmm. And he's capitalizing on that. The reality is, I mean, the odds of, of being you know, attacked by a terrorist and dying in a terrorist attack are slim to none. It's, it's a safer world now than it ever has been. But fear is, is an emotion that, that easily controls people. You know, that's why the, the news always gives you scary mm-hmm. teases. You know, they never say like, oh, st- stick around for the evening news. We're going to tell you a, a, a wonderful story about someone donating money to a charity. No, they tell you something in your house could be killing you. Find out what it is yeah. because keeping people scared keeps them coming back for more. It's easy to control scared people. Those damn media people. Like, <laughs> seriously, when will they learn, Ryan? This disgusts me. Even in America, it's like the media. Like, what's wrong with them? Um, I, I mean, yeah, sort of, we'll know in this episode, you're listening to it now, you'll know who's obviously won the election. I mean, it's just, it's fascinating. But I, I was just saying to you, scrolling through my Facebook feed, like, everybody's like acting like this is impending Armageddon, you know, Trump's in and trust this guy with the nuclear codes. And it's just, for outside perspective again even myself personally as an Australian like how did this happen but I think you've explained it very well I mean we're, we're right now in Tennessee mm-hmm. this is obviously a very Republican state mm-hmm. yourself to spoil it for our listeners I know you didn't vote Republican no, you I, didn't vote Democrat right, either yeah, so yeah. Um, I mean this is this has just got to be probably is this the most fascinating election you've ever seen in your entire life I would say the most fascinating election and I'm not I'm not ter- terribly old I'm only 38 but I thought when Obama won the first time around, that was that was incredible because I, I, I think that opened the door to a whole large swat uh, percentage of the population to say yes, you can be president. Mm-hmm. And he was such a he's such a dynamic uh, politician. He's such an incredible speaker. He's so charismatic, and and I don't think either one of the candidates we've had this time around are at that level that Obama's at. Now, it would be nice to see Clinton elected because as the father of daughters, even though I don't particularly trust her and I don't particularly care for her, seeing her elected would be to watch girls, young girls, look at the president and see a woman. Mm -hmm. I think that would be really inspiring and an awesome thing for them to see. It's looking like that's not going to happen right now. They're going to look at their president and see someone who, who I think views women as property, which is more of the status quo. 
Um, and that's that, that's kind of a sad thing. Mm. Uh, really, it is. So the only positive out of that is future game show hosts will be watching this going, I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> Jeff Probst is going right now, I can run. Yeah. I'm going to run in 2020. The tribe has spoken, America. <laughs> of course, we've already heard from one half of the dynamic breakfast duo of Ryan and Gretchen in the mornings on Q108. Uh, we've heard from Ryan. Now it's time to hear from uh, the wonderful Gretchen Cordy. You might remember her from such show as Survivor Borneo, but uh, most people here know her from Ryan and Gretchen. First of all, Gretchen, welcome to the brink. I never noticed how much you used your hands when you talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, you like, ooh, I feel like I'm Italian or something. You're like, hey, here's a Gretchen. Um, I don't think I've ever realised how much it's... Thank you for pointing that out. You're welcome. Now, I mean, how often is it now that you even get introduced as Gretchen from Survivor? I mean, besides Survivor Oz, I guess that's probably been a long time someone's even said that. Yeah, it's the, it's uh, it's just you now. Yeah. You're the last one. <laughs> it's literally now, uh, literally. I'm using. Oh, we've talked about this so much this week. It's, it's always Ryan from Ryan and and, and Gretchen. Uh, people who uh, I mean, we're not going to talk about all Survivor here. If you really want to hear about Gretchen's time on the show, uh, Survivor Oz, you can listen to it. Plugging our own show. Sixteen years though now, Gretchen. I mean, just touching on it briefly. We, we were talking about it before, and you kind of had to think, didn't you? Like, wow, how long has it been? It's. I mean, that's a lot time that's so long ago now it's a very long time and people ask me you know, like when you do the interview or you ask me questions and i have to think like you know more about it than i do so i'm like well you tell me what happened because i can't remember <laughs> and we, we found a youtube video before of, of your vote out um which i mean is it strange to kind of look back on that now because i mean as you, i mean you've clearly moved on i mean it was a great part of your life of course but to see that after all these years is it strange it it's surreal. Surreal. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it was fun to watch. And, you know, as, um, like, you have a different perspective now. When you're there and it happens, you have one perspective, you know, watching it air, referring to it later. And now 16 years later, it's a whole different, you see yourself as, it's almost like watching a video of yourself as a kid, opening a Christmas present or something, you know, and you, now with your life experience, you're looking at it through different eyes. And that's how I see it now, yeah. And it opened big doors for you, of course. I mean, you know, you are the, the, the star of radio here in uh, Clarksville with, with Ryan and Gretchen in the morning. And, and you, I mean, we were talking about this yesterday uh, when we were at lunch. And, I mean, you never yourself, I guess, thought you'd ever get into radio. I mean, this is something that you were offered. You, you've done it now for so much time. Uh, are, are you glad that you've stuck with it this long? I mean, you obviously you enjoy it to clearly have stayed with it for this amount of time. Yeah, it's not something I ever envisioned myself doing, but I'm not one to ever say no to an offer. So when they said, you want to try it out? Yes. And then 15 years. So, yeah, I enjoy it. The hours are kind of, you know, but then you get off, you have the whole rest of the day. And like, you know yourself, it's it's. Uh, it's an unusual job, but it's it's a fun job, yeah. The, the, the clear difference, though, is that, I mean, you're going to bed at, like, 7.38. I mean, I, I still went to bed last night at, what, like, 11.30, 12, and I was up at 3. I mean, I don't think you could handle the three-hour sleep pattern. <laughs> no, I, you know, if I have to do that and once in a while something will come up where you have to stay up late at night, I find that the next day half my brain is gone. And mm. so not only is it gone for me, it's gone for everybody that's listening as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, there was that little event this week about a certain somebody getting elected uh, we don't need to go into that i mean we talked over that with with ryan and and weekends um you know even then you, you don't stay out that late like i mean is it do you add an extra hour at least to your bedtime like hey nine o'clock on a saturday i can stay up a little bit
bit later. No, I add an extra hour to the sleep in. Right. That's where the extra hour comes in. No, because I find that you, you pretty much have to stay on schedule because mm-hmm. you can't go party at night on a Saturday night and then recuperate in time for Monday morning to be on, you know. Mm-hmm. Do, have you found sort of with your time on, on the radio in kind of how it's, it's developed? I mean, you've been with Ryan for pretty much that whole time, haven't you, that you, you've been doing that. I mean, do you find yourself, because I mean, you've had various careers over the years that looking back on it, you, you wish maybe this is something you could go and experience in other places or is, is Clarksville the perfect place for you to do this and you wouldn't really want to spread your roots out into other areas to do what you're doing? I don't know. I mean, I, my kids are just now at the point where, you know, my son's in the military and my daughter just got married. And so, you know, I kind of, after being in the military for so long, kind of owed it to them to have a stable place. And this made it possible. And it was, it was, it was really nice to have that. You know, from here, where to go? I don't know. But so far, so good. And I guess you never imagined you'd be doing it for this long as well. I didn't. (laughs) I didn't. Because every job before then, you know, because I'm always moving, had been a short thing. And so this is the longest job I've ever had. Welcome to New York City. We have just landed and we are in a lift heading off to Manhattan. And I would like you to meet Alicia, my uh, my new friend from uh, Nashville, originally from Texas. And a singer, I've got a copy of your CD, so uh, as I said, uh, when you make it really big and famous, I'm going to, yeah. you know, I'll say sell it on eBay, but you know, <laughs> I don't think I do. So you're well, here, do you're here for an award show. Yes. So you've been nominated for an independent music award, am yes, I right? Yes, I'm so excited, I can't believe it. <laughs> now, what do, you, what do you think your chances are of winning? You don't know? I don't know. We'll see. And do you know who you're up against? Like, have you seen I, other I've people? I've checked out some of the, the, uh, the other people? artists that were nominated. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, everybody sounds great, so. Are they from other parts from of like the... From, like, all over Right, okay. States, so. Okay. So, you kind of do pop music. Is that how you describe it? I mean, what yeah, would you describe pop. your sound? Uh, it, well, it's pop. <laughs> Just pop? Just pop? It's pop music. Um, some people describe it as, like, um, like, uh... A little bit of Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. Um, you can definitely tell who, like, who my your influences, uh, are. influences are. Do you do you like to say who your influences are, or do you kind of I like? I don't to... because I have like I have such an array. Of, yeah. Uh, like Melissa Etheridge is a an influence. Celine mm-hmm. Dion's an influence. Um, I grew up listening to country. And yeah. So it's, it's it's like a blender. You just put really everything is, in there. It's and... like it's. Melting, it's a melting pot of all my influences, right. really. Okay, then. You know, and of course I love Mariah Carey, but yeah. I mean, I don't sound like Mariah Carey. Yeah. But. Well, you could always. But, I mean, it's definitely. It was. It was a compliment when someone said that. Well, so. it's always good. Like you know, you always <laughs> want to hear those sort of things, so that that works out. Well, yeah. we'll be seeing big things from her in the future. Uh, and you have randomly met on a plane, and uh, now I we're can... taking an Uber together. Now we're taking an Uber together. Lift, lift, yes. <laughs> We don't want to offend. We don't want to offend. So, uh, yeah, welcome to New York, and thank you, Alicia, for being here, and, yeah. and good luck tomorrow night. Thank I'm sure you, you will win. I, I'm saying it right now, you will win. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> I actually said, like, when I saw this post come up today... He didn't even know. I, I blindsided the, the co-founder of this show. I, I just went, I'm in. Just, yeah. that, that's it. I'm in. Like, you're I'm not going to ask me if I want to be on or not. I love that. In. I thought the comment. I'm like, hang on a minute. The Brink commented on their own post. I'm like, all right, because you're an admin. You you comment on it. Right, and yeah. I, what, what are we eating tonight? Where are uh, we going? The kangaroo. Kangaroo. Yeah. Did where you, are you Did you eat kangaroo when you were in Australia? I I, I, can't, I don't remember. We partied so hard. <laughs> I don't know. I ate something. You could have hopped all the way to the bar and back. You could have eaten anything, and you don't even know <laughs> what the hell. 
a little women, Richard Pulsford, because it's like little women, but yep. Uh, Lack of Sense and Sensibility by Chloe Grace. Uh, and Chloe Grace also has another one there, American Pride and Racial Prejudice. Uh, so there you go. Rocky Top, you'll always be home sweet home to me. Good old Rocky Top. Woo! Rocky Top, Tennessee. Yeah, see, once as soon as I started singing it, I went there. Said if you don't like words that are offensive, such as fuck and shit, then you probably shouldn't listen to this next story because it may contain naughty words. Thank you, gracias, for the, the lovely breakfast that you've been making. It's really good. I realized she thought I was Tina. <laughs> oh, wow. Which that happened a lot. That was that was a thing. Like people. After Tina won in Australian Outback and season three came along, everybody was like, oh, here's the new Tina. Is this a common New Zealand thing to fight with pork chops? Um, it's not one that I was aware of. You would assume it would probably be a lamb chop, but, you know, it's a, it is a pork chop. Well, you know, I mean, I was going to say that, but you made the joke, not me. I, I don't want to think about that, about huge Gretchen. Don't make me think those thoughts. And we're back to Israel, so only two flight attendants here were being honest. The rest, obviously, were busy. Um, had some helpful tips about health on plane. She said, avoid flying if you have severe colds. It can damage your eardrums and you may lose your hearing. There you go. Happened to me once. Well, if you perhaps maybe you've got a cold right now, you're not hearing us. That's probably a good thing. I was going for something along the lines of... Um that's actually quite funny, that one. Yeah, punch it. Yeah, except, yeah. I was going to go something along the lines of turning it on and getting turned on, but let's not go down that road. Yep. Um. Good day? Good day, like Australian. Do you think she could be able to say that? Yeah, sure. I say good day. Good day. Ah, perfect. See? <laughs> yeah. So good. Yes. Yeah. Well, you don't have to come in, Ben. You can sleep in. And I'm like, well, no, I miss it. I want to come in. I love it. It's, it's so much fun. So but thank you. I, I want to tell you, too, that those, you know, the day uh, of the election and the two days following the election, it was so nice having you in because we could talk about elections in Australia. We wouldn't have, we didn't have to kind of in a roundabout way without hitting the feelings that people were having that day. And, and you could kind of express that. And, and that was that made it very much easier for us. So I appreciate it a lot. As, as you would say over here, you're welcome. So thank you, Gretchen. You're not rude at all. What are they doing? Who's in there? What's whatever? And you just sort of wave them like, hello. And I'm like, oh, hello. Like, well, the thing I didn't like about it was people who, who I knew, who I don't particularly enjoy their company would be standing in front of the mirror smiling like Goofy from Disney going hi hi Jazz I like cheese is that a direct impersonation of anyone in particular I'm not going to name names because I don't want to be attacked on social media regarding certain people are you enjoying your first taste of uh, American football it's been excellent so far yes while I try to keep up yes we are fully understanding the game they throw the ball, they catch it, and they we just cheer with the crowd cheers. Yeah, exactly. There's like sheep. Yeah, it's definitely like, oh yeah, something's going on. Ah, uh, it's like a candy or a sweet. Yes, standard. Candy and sweets. Yum! This lolly tastes great! Oh, thank you, thank you. And in case some people forgot, I am the herpes of Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's being radio-y. Let's just say 2008. Yeah, not 2008. This is 2016. 
America is about to elect a game show host as their as their leader for Pete's sake. The world has changed. But until we next speak again, my name is Ben. Keep sucking those oranges, Hobart. Keep sucking those oranges, Hobart. Keep sucking those oranges, Internet Podcast World and Hobart. Keep sucking these oranges, brew. Keep sucking those oranges. Mantenga super los naranjas, Hobart. Keep sucking those oranges, Hobart. And good night. <laughs> <laughs>